Welcome to Revelation Warning, a weekly podcast hosted by Pastor Robert Thibodeau as he interviews prophecy experts from around the world as we discuss current events in relation to Bible prophecy. All of this is to give the world a final Revelation Warning. Now, here is your host with this week's guest, Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Revelation Warning Podcast. We are so blessed that you're joining us here today. You know, Matthew 24, Mm. verse 22, Jesus states in reference to the last days that we're in right now, and lest those days be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, we see events happening all around us each day bringing us closer and closer to the climatic event that the prophets of old has always said would happen. Are we about to experience something that has been prophesied to come to pass for thousands of years? Are we about to see the wrath of God unleashed like never before? Are we witnessing the first stages of this with all the the mayhem that we see going on around us today? To help bring some clarity to this topic and prayerfully touch the hearts of someone somewhere today with the truth of the Bible. Our good friend, Dr. Richard Ruling, is back to discuss the sixth seal of the book of the Revelation, as well as some others that with us shares his, his insights into how close we truly are to what the Bible calls the end time. Praise God. Help me welcome back to the program, Dr. Richard Ruling. Dr. Ruling, it is indeed a blessing to have you come back on the program today, brother. Oh, it's uh, it's mutual, my brother. God made things mutual. You know, uh, one thing doesn't bless the other without blessing in return. It's more blessed to give than receive in Amen. Acts 20. And uh, you have enabled me to do that. So thank you for this great opportunity to share with others, too. Appreciate it. Amen. Now, last time we talked about the fourth and the fifth <clears throat> seals in the book of the Revelation. So today, let's go ahead and shift over to the sixth seal. Now, let's start with, with how the sixth seal is related to the covenant that the, what we call the Abrahamic covenant, the covenant God made with Abraham. Okay, well, we uh, just mentioned how things are getting bad. And really, uh, in Jeremiah 30, verse 11, God says he's going to make a full end of all other nations. And we can see trouble starting now. Uh, I get uh, emails almost daily, probably daily, from Africans that are starving, okay, uh, and uh, needing help for school fees and books and all this. The uh, uh, the book of Daniel, which Christ said to understand when he was asked about the end of the world, depicts nations as fierce beasts of prey. And, uh, you know, why why can't governments enable and help and do more instead of trying to grind their people and send them off to war to, to fight to get more land for themselves, you know, uh, uh, or, or you know, tax the people, etc. Um, America didn't start out with an income tax, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and people were uh, entrepreneurish. They wanted to work hard and do well, and they prospered. But now everything is controlled, uh, you know, and uh, we can see the seeds of hatred and st- racial strife is popping out again, etc., you know bad, bad situation. And so if God is going to make a full end, we're, we're approaching a time when uh, do we really want to be <laughs> in harm's way where, where you know, uh, a story is told of a settler in a cabin where an Indian broke in the door. And he says, uh, he's sitting over there in the corner with his musket. He says, Indian, you're standing where I'm about to shoot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think we're in America that way too. You know, if things are about, uh, uh, 
I, I'm quite confident that because we have had a high profession of, of uh, you know, it says judgment begins at the house of God in, in 1 Peter 4, 17. So why, if it begins at the house of God and we claim to be a Christian nation uh, when we're throwing babies in the, in the trash can, 63 million, look out. Yeah, I'd say uh, it's coming, you know. Yeah, amen, amen. I know Paul <laughs> said in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 1 that, and 11 that the Exodus was an example for us today. How is that related to the sixth seal? Well, <clears throat> the sixth seal ends with kings wanting to hide from the face of him that sits on the throne. Uh, and and what I just said about trouble everywhere there, we need a hiding place too. But the surveillance is they'll find you wherever you are in this country. You know, uh, I I once called nine eleven for uh, noise from a neighbor that was uh, I wouldn't didn't know somebody's getting abused or what. Uh, but they showed up at my door uh, just minutes later. They, they you know they, that's this is not private. I'm I'm in a little town with no police department, but uh, uh, and no bank or whatever on a gravel road. But they were they were here in in less than ten or fifteen minutes. So bottom line, I, uh, I I believe that God, and this goes back to the question I really didn't answer, is how is it related to the covenant that God made with Abraham? Uh, God gave Abraham uh, the land, land over there. And Paul says, if you're Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So basically, uh, the Jews got it wrong. It's not just for Jews. And those Jews over there are... are uh, uh, a messianic rabbi told me that 90% have no interest in, in God or their spiritual heritage, and uh, about 8% are Orthodox Jews that, that hate Christians and spit on them. So not a very good situation, and I believe God is going to drive them out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, amen. I, I hate to say that, but you know, I, I think that that's my land over there too, and I'm looking forward to going for it. When the kings want to hide somewhere, we can be hiding in plain view over there. <laughs> amen 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 but what a lot of okay. people think just because they're jewish they're automatically in yeah well i think not i think in the end time it's going to be structured in such a way that only if you have faith would you really uh, that, that god can take care of you and and do it with you um that when uh it says without faith it's impossible to please him in hebrews eleven six. And uh, God is wanting, uh, he got an ignorant bride at Sinai that worshiped a calf 40 days later. And this must not happen to Christ. And I'm seeing provisions like this. Uh, right now, Christians wouldn't want to go over uh, to Israel because uh, it, uh, it doesn't look good, you know. But it's going to get worse. And we're, pretty soon we're going to see that it's either the frying pan or the fire here because uh, it, it's, it's, uh, and, and we will not be proud of America at the, the way things are going so that um, we have to say, yeah, God has a plan. It's written there and he's going to he's going to do it. And I, I believe that that's uh, an example for us uh, in uh, the, the you ask about how it relates to Egypt, because Paul said in First Corinthians 10, I would not have you ignorant how our fathers passed through the sea. That was the Exodus. And in verse 11, it says, all those things happen, for examples for us at the end of the world. So I believe there's going to be another exodus, and uh, we can go uh, if, we're, if we're ready. And I, I, a Messianic Jew told me that there were Jews in, in Egypt that didn't leave, and there are Egyptians that did leave. They were convinced that God had something for them. They were called the mixed multitude. 
And so the mixed multitude became part of Israel. And some of the Jews stayed in Egypt. They they thought they were okay, you know. <laughs> you know, it's salvation. No, it's that's not written in the Bible that way, and it might be speculation, but it, it's it would be fitting. It seems like that it could have happened to, that way also. So um, I, I believe we'll have an opportunity, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Amen. Did you see recently in the news where the UN just passed a resolution? condemning Israel for taking the land of the Palestinians. The U.S. No, is the one that gave it. Israel yeah. land. And Palestinians wow. never really had land. They, you know, they were told by uh, the surrounding Arab nations, you know, come to us. You know? Yeah. But you I, know, now I the think U.S. Got, is just I, totally reversed everything. I think the Palestinians are descendants of the Philistines. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, they both there's a similarity between Philistine and Palestinian. You know, so anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I think that that God is going to do it. And basically, uh, the the you know, right now, I here's something that I did get from a friend that uh, the our our lead general M Milley, M I L L E Y uh, and uh, the Secretary of Defense um, Austin went over to Israel and Israel's very concerned about uh, information that that Iran has enough uranium for a bomb and they have the means to deliver it too so uh, what this really means is that I believe uh, they're going to need to do a preemptive strike to to uh, get rid of their ability to make a bomb uh, with that uranium. And uh, I, I believe that will happen really in the next 10 days. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong, but uh, but it would fit my scenario because uh, <clears throat> I'm seeing uh, several texts that point to the day of the Lord as the end time. Let, let me give it to you first in Second in Peter 3. 3 verse 7 speaking of uh, uh, the day of judgment it says don't be ignorant how a thousand years are like a day god is not slack the day of the lord will come that's that end time period day of the lord is, is coming and it links it to the day, day of judgment well uh, i'm seeing it as a seven-year period time of judgment when people either run toward god or away and uh if we uh understand that we want to run toward him and uh he has a plan for us uh in in the land of the covenant and the, the the covenant is is uh, what it, God did for Abraham, but He'll do it for Christians as well in in our time, I believe. And uh, we just need to be ready for it. Um, the new covenant promise is to put His law in our hearts. The problem throughout history is that it hasn't been in the heart. Uh, Paul uh, uh, said, "The good that I would, I do not; that which I would not, I yeah. do." He knew about the new covenant. He struggled with it. And he died daily to his own personal stuff. As a great example, he's in, in my mind, he, he's the greatest Christian there has been because he could sing uh, while in stocks, sitting on a Philippian jail floor, singing at midnight. So the earth quaked. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty strong. You know, yeah. God honored him and, and freed them, but they didn't run. And the jailer says, wow, what do you have that I don't have that you wouldn't even run uh, to escape, you know? Yeah, so, amen, amen. What about the new covenant promises to believers as listed in the Old Testament scriptures? You know, like Jeremiah thirty-one or Ezekiel thirty-six. Well, that's a sharp contrast to what we see in the church today, described in Revelation three. The Laodicean, Laos means people, decree or decree means judgment. People in time of judgment, but 
wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked, you know, uh, lukewarm with materialism. And this yeah. is Western Christianity. This is yep. most churches today focused on money and uh, how we can grow uh, our pocketbook, I guess, but uh, prosperity gospel. But uh, my point is that we need that new covenant promise to write his law in our hearts so that we want to do the right thing. Heart is what you want, what you desire. Uh, where is your heart? And uh, I think uh, we we need his spirit in us to do that. And, and, but it, I'm seeing it's linked to going to that land uh, over there, it, it, both in Jeremiah 31. Uh, it's um, I'll gather you from the coast, the lame, the blind, the woman with child, a great company will return there. You'll come again from the land of the enemy, and this is the land of the enemy. Basically, yeah. we haven't thought of it yeah. that way, but uh, it says your children will come again to their own border. And, and in verse 31, it says, I'm going to uh, make a new covenant with the house of Israel, the house of uh, Jacob, and, and put my law in their hearts. So it's it's linked to going there. You got to go there before you get it, the new heart. And, and, and we won't be ready for Christ's second coming, in my opinion. You know, the, a lot of people think, oh, I want to be raptured tomorrow. Well, uh, I, I, you know, if we did that, uh, if Christ were to come tomorrow, uh, everybody on earth would raise their hands and say, I'm yours, take me. Yep. And you yep. and I know that it would be trouble in heaven all over again, rebellion and uh, somebody's taking somebody's wife, you know, et cetera, you know. So um, I would just say uh, we need to go through a period of judgment where God can point to a group of people and say uh, the, uh, to the devil, uh, yes, my law is uh, is fair. People have kept it. You know, so far it doesn't look good. Most people haven't kept God's law. But if we uh, really honor him and live for a seven-year period like Jacob uh, lived seven years while he was betrothed to Rachel, uh, you know, and we can we can do that. Uh then uh, I, I, with his help, we can't without, you know, when God said, will That's you keep cool. my covenant? They said, yeah, we'll do it. Well, they they didn't do it, you know, yep. but uh, we got, they should have said, no, we can't do it unless you put it in our hearts. And then they would have been better off. But they, they... <laughs> <laughs> Amen. so anyway, that's that's my view on it. Amen. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But don't don't believers have the promise of God's protection? I mean, is it, Exodus 34, 10 and 11 says it does, right? Yeah, it, 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 but it was in the context, he says, behold, I make a covenant, and it's a terrible thing I'm going to do with you. I'm going to drive out the Canaanite. So it was life and death situations with the Canaanites, because the Canaanites were like giants, and they were like grasshoppers, they said. Uh, but uh, So they were afraid, but God uh, honored it in such a way that uh, Jericho, uh, the walls fell down, and, and they, they people probably had a heart attack. You know? uh, at least they, they, they conquered Jericho. Yeah. yeah. So we, I think we need uh, his protection all the more in the end time, but it will be there for us if we make the covenant. And it's it's based on making an I think I see the covenant as simply an agreement. The, yeah. And he wants to give it to us in the land, but it's going to look scary. And do we really want to give up? There are a lot of people think, well, I don't think it's going to be that bad. You know, it's kind of like they don't think the storm is coming for Noah. You know, well, <laughs> the storm is coming. Yeah. And, and hey, that's by the way, it's just the last couple of days realize, you know, the storms hitting California yeah. um, are really I'm seeing as Christ ended his Sermon on the Mount, the wise man built his house on a rock, the foolish man on the sand. And when the storm came, it revealed it. And we're yeah. starting the storm now to see who is who, I think. Yeah. Amen. I mean, that is. Yeah. that mm, After what, 10 years of drought? Yeah, you know, they're 70 percent caught up on on their drought. 
they said the reservoirs are back at 70% capacity and it's only been what, like three months. That's a yeah. lot of rain in three yeah. months. Amen. And it's still coming. It is still well, coming. There's a guy by the name of John Paul Jackson who has passed away now. He's gone, but he was shown before his death that uh, before before the big earthquake, uh, where buildings and skyscrapers come down, uh, there will be uh, unprecedented storms to hit uh, the West Coast. Mm. And uh, th I believe this is the year. You know, this is yeah. it. Okay, yeah. just like Christ's par parable at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, as well. Also, yeah, I mean, you, you stop and think about it. All that water. Water is heavy. People don't realize water is heavy. And all that water just sitting there is adding pressure to the fault lines that are already under pressure. I mean, something has to give somewhere. Yeah. Amen. I mean, that's why, like, up in the, the mountains in California, you see where they have so much snow that these roofs. Now, this is the snow mountains of California where they're used to snow, you know, Aspen and, you know, that's Colorado. But you know what I'm saying? The ski areas and all that. So they build their houses, you know, like over in Holland and all that. They got the steep roof pitches, but there's so much snow. 17 feet of snow is, you know, over the top of the house. And these, yeah. these roofs are collapsing on themselves, you know. And just picture that with all that water sitting on top of the fault lines. That You know, that I mean, it. oh, yeah, the big one's coming. Just as you said and, before, the big one is coming. I, I don't think that God really even needs the weight of the water. Uh, I, I'm seeing that that um, when Amos 3, 7 says God won't do anything about revealing it, and the next verse is an earthquake encoded as a lion's roar. It says the lion has roared, who will not fear? And mm -hmm. that, in my opinion, is when the lion of Judah roars. It says uh, when, when Muslims take Jerusalem in response mm -hmm. to Israel's uh, preemptive attack to, to stop mm -hmm. the bomb, I believe, believe they'll celebrate their mosque and Quran, which says Allah has no son. And mm -hmm. I believe it would be very, um, what can I say, uh, um, poetic justice for uh, at the point when they are celebrating Allah has no son for the earth. It says the Lord will roar from Jerusalem. The heavens mm -hmm. and earth will shake and uh, yeah. they will get out of there. You know, they, they will realize they don't belong there. Uh, so God's going to chase the first. He's going to get the unbelieving Jews out by Muslims. Then he's going to chase the Muslims out with an earthquake. But the earthquake is also the knock for Christians in the wedding. Yep. Uh, when Amen. I come and knock, open immediately to me. Okay, that's Luke 12, 36. So, yep. the, uh, so three groups of people face judgment, uh, Jews, Muslims, and Christians. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God wants to put believing Jews who receive Messiah together with Christians who accept Torah or his laws from the mm -hmm. Bible. And Amen. they they will become, uh, it's in Ezekiel 37th chapter, where two sticks become one stick and one kingdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe we, we will be compatible with the Jews Amen. who, uh, if they're accepting Messiah at that point. Yeah. Amen. You know, you mentioned the parables, the wedding parables, because every time I have you come on, I always try and bring you back to the wedding parables, because your insight into this is so intriguing to me. So how is the sixth seal related to Luke's wedding parable? Well, um, first of all, the preamble to the, that parable in Luke 12, 32 and 33 says, Fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have. And actually, about 25 years ago, uh, actually more than that now, uh, I put 20 acres for sale uh, that I had in Lookout Mountain, Georgia, uh, half hour from Chattanooga. 
up for sale. And uh, I haven't been homeless since then, but I had I had wonderful fruit trees. Uh, you know, the juice would run down your arm when you eat a plum in the morning as it fell off the tree. But uh, uh, I believe we we maybe seem like homeless, but God is going to take care of us and get us over there. Uh, I think that's one way it's related to the wedding parable. If we see the bridegroom coming, we want to go with him. And uh, it does have Passover imagery. A time of judgment uh, is, was Passover. Uh, God said, I will execute judgment on Egypt at uh, Exodus 12, 12 at Passover. And uh, so, and Egypt uh, is the model like that we are like. Uh, they threw babies in the river. We've thrown them in the trash. They enslaved people. We've enslaved most people in substances like alcohol, tobacco, uh, caffeine. Uh, medical care is a form of bondage. If you have to go back every month to get a a blood test or a prescription, uh, on and on. Uh, it's, it's, that's bondage. Uh, we should be able to live well without. And uh, uh, by the way, I, I'm going to send you a link to uh, for your listeners. Uh, it shows how you can live well in reverse disease without prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. And for a donation to your ministry, if people will write in, make a little donation, uh, send them a link. Uh, uh, it's to me, for people who are on prescription drugs, this is worth thousands of dollars mm -hmm. and even more than that because uh, the prescription drugs can kill you. you know? yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just say, or, or make you sick. Uh, that's that's what we call adverse drug reactions. And, and they are a leading cause of death today in America. But people don't know it because, oh, they died from heart or they died of a stroke or they died of uh, something else, you know, cancer. Well, uh, and now, by the way, since the COVID shot, uh, young people, I saw a cancer report yesterday, a colon cancer in a, in a, in a guy that was an athlete, et cetera. So, you know, when the athletes get it, they get in the news. Otherwise, you don't hear about it. You know, they, they're, they're not wanting to report that. And, of course, they're not reporting that the shot did it. But uh, why in the world would a young person at this age uh, be getting it except that their immune system is ruined, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, how do you see the timing of all this taking place? I mean, what do you see? will be happening soon that takes us from here now to what's about to happen? Well, uh, number one, I think in the next 10 days, uh, Israel is going to uh, attack uh, preemptively Iran to neutralize them. And the re response will be uh, a Muslim siege of, of Jerusalem, and they'll take the city. And uh, then um, uh, they'll be celebrating when the uh, the uh, their capture and their military victory when the Lord roars from Jerusalem, the heavens and earth shake. They will be at the epicenter of the biggest earthquake in 2000. You know, I think it's the biggest event in the last 2000 years, and uh, that will be destruction. Uh, uh, but I'm seeing a repeat of Bible prophecies like Daniel 8 because Christ singled that out, uh, and Daniel 8 was uh, was linked to Daniel 9. The 70 weeks were cut off of the time period in Daniel 8. Uh, so that there's a six-year period, and from a decree to restore and build Jerusalem was 69 weeks to Messiah. I think this is not weeks of years now, though it's weeks literal time. 69 weeks is about a year and a half almost, and uh, I believe we have that kind of time to get over fr from the from uh, from the earthquake. It, it's uh, a year and a half until uh, this is 2023. In 2024, at the Feast of Tabernacles, that happens to be just a year and a half, uh, so that we will be blessed with an anointing uh, like Messiah, perhaps. You know, that's that's how I'm thinking. And I, I could be wrong, you know, I, I, but I, I'm believing that that uh, will be the case counting from, from May 5 and 6, which is uh, 
second Passover. The uh, second Passover is a, is a 9-11 warning that Christ gave uh, in his last six parables. Uh, we, we, we focus on the point, oh, no man knows the day or hour, but as the days of Noah, okay, and as the days of Noah, it was, uh, uh, the flood came with Passover timing, but in the second spring month. And uh, this year, that that timing would correspond to May five and six. It's a Friday evening. Uh, nobody has to work that night uh, to be. I mean, they don't have to work the next day. So why not watch and pray? You know, as he told his disciples, we have no excuse not to. And uh, I believe that May one will be uh, known as May Day, but May Day is also a distress call. May Day, May Day. Yeah. And I man. think the animals will uh, see the animals went into the ark. Uh, 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 before the flood, and I believe uh, it corresponds to the tenth day of of the second month this year. When uh, I, I saw a YouTube uh, thing that uh, animals act strangely uh, in Indonesia, where there was a, a big earthquake and a tsunami, animals that were not tied up, caged, or in a room somewhere, all headed for higher ground, and they were all uh, survived. But people living on the lowlands, a quarter of a million people died in the, the tsunami that came. And uh, I, I think we may see animals acting strangely on if it's in the news on May one. And look out, it it will be uh, meaning look out for the end of the week and watch and pray because yeah. watching and praying is protective. We don't have to kill lambs like Israel did to put it on the Lord post. Christ put the blood on the cross, and yeah. we don't have to kill lambs. He he died as the lamb, uh, you know. But um, watching and praying like Israel was to be awake that night and leave nothing till morning when they ate the Passover lamb. We can review Christ's closing scenes of his life, pray between chapters uh, to understand it. And uh, I believe that that's how we can uh, uh, be spared. In fact, I will send you also, beside the link to the video, I will send you a link to a, a book that I am fond of. It's it's non-denominational. It's in our Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. For many years, this was the book most recommended on the life of Christ. And uh, it changed my life when I was a medical student. I, I began reading it. I'd get up and read a chapter each morning, underline uh, most of it because it was all so good. But uh, I, I would say, read the closing scenes, uh, of, you know, Last Supper, uh, Gethsemane, when Christ sweat blood for us, okay? And uh, then the trial with Annas, Caiaphas, uh, Pilate, Judgment Hall, uh, Calvary, you know, pray. And, and that's one way to stay awake. Uh, otherwise, I, if I'm just praying, I fall asleep pretty quick. But mm -hmm. doing it that way and doing it with friends, uh, you can do that. What's the book called? What's the title of the book? The book is called Desire of Ages, and I will send you a link to a chapter uh, 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 the, uh, on that. starting that last night. Uh, first chapter really is Servant of Servants, how Christ, when, when the, they were arguing over who would be the greatest, and he took mm -hmm. off his outer coat and washed their feet. He was the servant, okay? Oh, they, they, they couldn't stand that because he was the master, but he did it as a lesson to them to, to, uh, that we should humble ourselves and serve others however we can, want to or can. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, we we know the book series Left Behind, the movies, and all that. This is different from what you're telling us, right? And, and explain that for us, you know, because a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, I'll I'll see, you know, Grandma's clothes be all folded up neatly on the bed, you know, and and I'll be able to do, you know, I'll be able to get saved then. Well. I'm seeing that the best description of Christ's church right now is in Revelation 3, which includes blind and naked and more materialistic. 
we are not ready for going to heaven, and uh, we need to grow quite a bit, more than we may realize over the last seven years. Uh, you know, it says, yeah, I think Napoleon said, young men age fast on the battlefield. Well, yeah. uh, I think we, we got some maturing to do, and uh, uh, Left Behind is fictional. It was really about making money, uh, selling a lot of books and, and uh, movies and things like that. But uh, sadly, it missed a lot, a lot of people. And the the uh, misunderstood verse is, you know, uh, it's, it's right after the parable about uh, Noah, uh, uh, as the days of Noah. And then the next parable starts, then shall two be in the field. One shall be taken, the other left. And uh, they forget the parallel to the, the flood took them all away. It's mm -hmm. not good to be taken away. Noah was left behind. And if you and one more step on that is is uh, Luke seventeenth chapter the last verses thirty six thirty seven uh, it's one taken the other left but the disciples ask where Lord in other words where are they taken and Christ says where the body is there will the eagles be gathered and oh I don't want to go <laughs> I don't want to be dinner for birds you know <laughs> I I want to be left behind <laughs> and so uh, it's not good to be taken and and uh, revelation 19 is the dinner of the birds verses 17 and 18 uh, uh I just say hey uh, we have badly misunderstood the left behind in the wrong direction and in eight, in 1844 there were followers of a baptist preacher William Miller if you were to Google the great disappointment on uh, on Google, uh, it was about that disappointment. They thought they were going to be snatched to heaven, and it wasn't so. Okay, and uh, but they had given two messages. Um, uh, they they proclaimed a time of judgment. The world was going to burn, and and the bridegroom's coming. And um, it's in the Bible, I believe, in Revelation tenth chapter, uh, where John is asked to eat a little book. It, uh, the, the little book that he ate, I think, is the book of Daniel, because uh, the book of Daniel is a little book, 12 chapters, and uh, it re resulted in the a misunderstanding of the time periods, etc., and, and what was going to be happening, because the vision at the time of the end, there are really two visions in Daniel 8. Uh, the, the, uh, there was the 2300 evening mornings that they thought was 1844, and yes, I believe they were right about that. Because uh, at that particular time, uh, the Communist Manifesto first edition was out and uh, Charles uh, Darwin's uh, Origin of the Species were out. Evolution, communism, I think God wanted a saintly good movement to counter those godless uh, ideologies. And, and, uh, and, but it wasn't about a snatch to heaven, okay? And, and so uh, uh, the last, last verse of that chapter, Revelation 10, ends, you must prophesy again. And I believe their messages are for us today. We should Amen. give the time of judgment. We should give the bridegroom coming. Uh, invite them to the, uh, you know, it's coming, it's impending, and we will know it when the earthquakes and shakes, mm. because that's how uh, Luke's parable, uh, be ready when I come and knock, you open immediately. Well, what's the knock? The only other place Christ knocks is in, in Revelation 3.20. We like the idea, gentle Jesus always knocking at my heart, but scripture can have more than one meaning. And uh, that church ended in an earthquake. It was a serious knock. <laughs> yeah, so I'm amen. saying, you know, we 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 need to uh, open our eyes, be ready, and and give the messages that if, if people will understand how the bridegroom comes, it's it's with we can we can marry him with a covenant that we make. But the covenant is not just about uh, Jesus going to save me. Jesus going to save me. 
God got an ignorant bride at Sinai that worshiped a calf. And we need to see the seven topics like we've been talking about. I think they are the, the nuts and bolts of the covenant. In other words, they're the essential things. Just like um, Elijah is supposed to restore all things. And we see in Malachi 4, 4 and 5, uh, behold, I, uh, it, it was remember the law of Moses with statutes and judgments. Behold, I send you Elijah. And they have a sevenfold emphasis in Ezekiel 20. And I think things with a sevenfold emphasis fit Revelation because uh, Revelation has seven churches, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven thunders. And so we need the sevens. And uh, there are seven topics, like we've talked about God's name. Uh, we've talked about uh, a covenant itself is uh, an agreement that uh, uh, when Abraham made a covenant with Abimelech, he gave him seven ewe lambs. We got to give Christ something, seven of something. And it's the seven things that uh, are, are emphasized seven times. Uh, and seven times God promised Abraham that land. Mm -hmm. If you start in chapter uh, Genesis 6, 12th chapter, it says, I'm going to give you some land, uh, Abraham. But you read it through and seven times until you get to uh, Genesis 17th chapter, I think it's around verse eight. He says, uh, this will be your land. I'm going to give it to you. And uh, so I just say uh, we need the sevens. And uh, they are the topics we've been talking about, statutes, judgments, Sabbaths. Um, Last time we talked about uh, also the, um, uh, let's see, a Christ name, I believe. It, it, just like we need to know God's name, uh, Christ's mm -hmm. name really wasn't, uh, I, I know this is almost trouble for some people to think about, but uh, it's not Jesus. There was no J in Hebrew, no J right. in Greek. And in, in uh, Italy, they pronounced the, uh, Christ's name. And that the, first, the first edition of the King James Bible came out spelling it I E. S-O-U-S, Zeus. Zeus, phonetically, is the savior god of Greek mythology. Zeus saved everybody. Don't even have to repent. Just appeal to Zeus. He'll save you. Well, that doesn't work with God. We have to repent. We have to want to change. And he's in the in the end time. He's going to give us the new heart that wants to do the right stuff. Amen. And so, yeah. so it, uh, this all fits together, I think, pretty well. And uh, we've been talking about where we're headed. That that's the land of the covenant. In Isaiah, it talks about Beulah land, married land. God's going to marry the land to the people, you know, <laughs> so that we we can fit there where it was. It, it, he claims that land. Anywhere else, uh, they can people can go or stay if they want. But in, if you really want to go, I believe He's going to open the way for you. Amen, amen. Man, that's good. That's good, folks. As always, Doctor Ruling is leaving us with some serious things that we need to think and pray about. And if you or your loved ones are not right with God, there's not much time left. I mean, you need to pray. You need to enter into that place where you're in fellowship with him. Time is running out. That's the whole point and what we've been talking about. Time, as we know it, is running out. And we can see it happening right before our very eyes. Dr. Really, if someone wants to, to get right with the Lord, they want the, the you know, the, what you said today has resonated with her. Would you pray with them right now? I want you to, to, to pray with them. Yes, Heavenly Father, we know you love us, uh, and we, uh, we uh, it's your Spirit in us that convicts us of truth, really, and uh, we can see things closing in, closing in, and uh, we want to be ready, we want to be right with you, we, we want to pay the price, whatever it is, uh, it, it would even be better to die in yes. witness for you, as, as even some Christians in Iran, when they turn to Christ, mm -hmm. They are willing to kneel down before their captors and have their throats sliced or shot. Uh, help us to be that ready, that willing, uh, uh, 
we want to we we know you have a great plan. Uh, we've ex had a little exposure here and uh, help us to to get into that experience better. Walking with you daily. You said man shall not live by bread alone. We eat bread every day. Help us to pray every day. Help us to yes. read your word, which is really uh, the bread yes. of life every day. Uh, not not just uh, assume that we'll hear enough on Sunday to get around to it. Uh, thank you for your promise that you, we are the one lost sheep, each of us are, that you would have died for one lost sheep. And uh, on the mountainside, you risked your life and you really gave your life for us. Help us to understand your love better. We look forward to an, another time when we'll be talking about these things. But help us to, in the meantime, read, study, get ready, as Abraham Lincoln said, because our chance is coming. Our chance is coming. Yes. Please give us the best uh, for that. And Amen. we ask it in, in Yeshua's name for his sake. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Folks, I encourage you to drop down in the show notes. Click the links right there. Dr. Rulian, how can someone get in touch with you if they have a question for you and they want to get more information? Well, they can email me if they like. It's uh, my last name spelled with an H, ruling, R-U-H-L-I-N-G, 7 at Juno, J-U-N-O dot com, or same name, uh, ruling7 at yahoo.com is either one. Uh, but thank you very much. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I actually almost snowed under, but I'll, I'll try to respond <laughs> if I can. All right. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Folks, drop down the show notes. Get in touch with Dr. Ruling. I got some links down there, some books he's written uh, in the past, and they're all excellent. We've talked to him about these books, each and every one of them. You can go to the archives and listen to in-depth description of the books and the discussion on that. But get them, read them, and preach it, praise God. Share the word. Get the word out there about what is about to happen, because we see it. We see all the events are lining up exactly as Dr. Ruling and exactly as the Bible has predicted. So, you know, drop down there and click the links right there. Folks, Dr. Really, thank you for taking the time again out of your busy schedule to join us today. I do appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. God bless you too, Robert. And uh, may your people all be blessed, continued from your ministry on a regular basis. Thank you. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Dr. Richard Really, myself, is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed. And I'll let you do it. You have been listening to Revelation Warning with Pastor Robert Thibodeau and his guest expert on Bible prophecy as it relates to current events. This podcast is not designed to invoke fear, but concern. Help us to make everyone aware that the soon return of Jesus is close at hand by clicking the like, subscribe, and then share buttons below. Share this episode with your loved ones, friends, and coworkers. For more information on our ministry, please visit podcasterforchrist.com and be sure to come back next week for another episode of Revelation Warning.